Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Science Faction. The only show where a scientist, a comedian, and a comedian scientist come together to discuss science. Comedically. Hello, and welcome to Science Faction 610. Science Faction, what the fuck, science? This sounds like a Mark Maron episode. Like, Mark Maron has uh, became an anti-vaxxer. And dedicated a whole podcast to it. What the fuck, guys? Mainly it's just because I keep bitching about how I don't have nearly as many science opportunities as Jon Stewart, despite the fact that he's much more likable and talented than I am. Yeah, we got a lot of beef. You know, like me and Stewart got into it in the 90s on the back of Conan. And it was uh, a lot of beef. I'm thinking about inviting him into my podcast, working it out, working that beef out. <laughs> Again, Mark Marin comparing his lack of success to Jon Stewart's success. It is like the uncoordinated kid who couldn't make the JV basketball team lamenting about how LeBron James took his spot on the Lakers. Well, well I get it. Jon Stewart, you know, like like Mark Maron may have been a more savage stand-up or something, and maybe that's the medium. But I don't like, think so. I've seen, I, there is literally nothing impressive about anything he's ever done. I've never seen Jon Stewart do stand-up, and I know that like maybe Mark Maron was grinding. Mark Maron is the David Sedaris of 90s comedians. Like, he only does C-level work, and for some reason that I cannot understand, other people appreciate it. David Sedaris, just against anything NPR is going to bump, right? Anything NPR pushes? Dude, honestly, sit down for a second. Read, like, I, I actually own a few David Sedaris books. R read a few David Sedaris books, and then look up and look around at everybody and be like, this? This is what you thought was so good? Honestly, like, like the fact that NPR was pushing them, I didn't, it wasn't metal enough for me, if that makes sense. Like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, listen, this is something that gets Terry Gross hard. So, like, maybe, like, we're just, we're just a different audience running at different speeds. You know, what my mom thinks is cool isn't necessarily what I think is cool. He's not even the coolest Sedaris sibling. He's not even the one in Star Wars. You're talking about Amy Sedaris? Yes. Are they, are they siblings? Yeah. Oh, they are. They're part of a, like a, a larger family of intellectuals, so to speak. Because, uh, I mean, like, I remember uh, Amy Sedaris doing that show, that uh, that show we did in high school where she played a drugged out older person going back to high school. Uh, yeah. I, I, I did not think the same family that, like, gets Terry Gross off and the same show that I masturbated to in high school would be the same thing. All, that, that's... As as we talked about, Terry Gross, prior to her career at NPR, was a porn star under the same name. <laughs> you know, like, you know, before any of us shits on this Terry Gross, us shitting on Terry Gross in this manner, we're the only podcast talking about Terry Gross. And we consistently do it. No such thing as bad press, sister. And speaking of the sister of this show, I, of course, am your host, comedian archaeologist, <laughs> Robert Timothy. With me, as always, is my comedian, Mr. Damien Mercado. Damien, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing great. What if, though, just like, because I only know uh, the sister from Sister Act, so you're saying yes. that you're just running a science podcast to hide from the mob, whereas actually you were a Las Vegas lounge singer, singing soul music, primarily. Yeah, I've actually been called, and this is where the name originates from, a twisted sister. Do not take your do not compare yourself to D. Snyder. He is an '80s rocker that holds up and is badass. Is he? Uh, is I mean, he? I, I mean, like I don't know. He was he was out there. Uh, um, He's out there doing mediocre ass shit with David Sedaris. If you ask me, 
you know, it's hard to keep the edge, you know, for that long. You know, so like, yeah, he's an old fucking man now, but he was out promoting cross dressing back when uh, uh, your father was protesting too many people uh, are getting out of Vietnam. <laughs> Uh, and we have some Patreons to talk about this week. You can go ahead and check out our Patreon at Robert Timothy on Patreon. And once you're there, you'll find a new episode of Science Faction every single week. We do two episodes, and you only get one of them on the main feed, the other on Patreon. You may have heard us earlier this week release one of our Patreon episodes on the main feed. That's because that was a lost episode, didn't get edited in time. We figured we'd share it with you guys. But if you like that style of I Call BS, uh, go on over to our Patreon where you can get that episode every single week. So let's talk about our two new Patreons. <laughs> I'm, I'm breaking in private transmission. I'm, I'm, oh, can, can you hear it. me? Can you hear me? I'm, 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 I, got, I, got a, I got Edward Snowden. He's helped me hack this, this, this Zoom transmission. Can you hear me? Okay. All right. Hi, Edward. You may not be able to tell this, uh, this delicate flower of a voice, but it's Alex Jones cutting in again. Not Jude Law like I had a thought. Sorry, didn't you want you to think this was Dollar Parton or somebody coming in? Yeah. Butting in and having this dance. All right, listen, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, Mr. Timothy. I, I came in here because I got some beef with you. Some Mark Maron style beef. Hope you weren't making a reference to him <laughs> earlier in the episode. Wait, now, hold on. I have a question. I don't know if that means you like me or you don't like me, because normally if somebody says they have beef with somebody, it's bad. But I do know your love for chili, and therefore, by extension, beef itself. So yeah, is this a good thing or a bad thing? I'm coming to get the beef. Listen, Bobby, I know you have a big freezer. You, you, you might have had a brisket arrive at your doorstep about a week ago. Listen, you may not know this, but I'm coming through some hard times financially. And I needed somebody who didn't sell his freezer recently to hold a brisket for me. I hope you put it in the freezer. I did not realize that's what it was because it came in a burlap sack. <laughs> yeah, there might have been a dog chewing on it, too. Um, that, that was It was there when I left. I had to get going fast. Uh, the, 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 the man's lawyers were out and about. Know what I'm talking about? Agents of the state tried to silence me screaming about murdered families and kids and everything. You know, to be honest, time has passed. I've grown. I kind of get it now, but uh, but I don't back down. So why don't you tell us a, bit, a little bit about our, our Patreons there, Alex? Part of my Snowden thing is that I've, as I've been going through hard times, it has upset me that, that your, your, your podcast, which isn't even something that red-blooded Americans like me listen to, is getting more Patreons as my star is falling, your star is rising, and it's pissing me off. That's true. Hey, you know what? Alex, do you have some extra, like, junk MREs that you sell for huge markups on your show that you want to just kind of offload to me and I could start selling? I think we could call them science meals and we can sell them from our show as well. You know what they're paying for, Mr. Timothy? They're paying for me not consuming them when they're legally on my shelf. And so they <laughs> need to pay a, a, a discipline tax that I charge. I do like the idea that much like like there's a very famous thing in like NASCAR that like somebody will sell a car that's like a, ce a celebrity Corvette and they'll be like this one was owned by Jeff Gordon and what they really mean is like for three days he parked it in his driveway as a celebration because Chevy paid him to right but like for some reason that gives that Corvette a huge value boost sometimes like twice the value boost because Jeff Gordon had that it was Jeff Gordon's Corvette it was in his driveway right. I feel like you could do the same, like, this MRE was stuffed into the insulation of the walls of Alex Jones's house for two and a half months. Guaranteed. 
That is true. That is true. It was. Because, listen, that extra funding, that's not just some some crazy uh, fictional tax you paid to, to say that this car was owned by Jeff Gordon. What you're getting from that MRE is I had to make several investments to protect myself from getting at them MREs late in the night when I, was, when I needed a midnight snack. I had to fire several harmed guards who uh, uh, I couldn't Bugs Bunny seduce my way by. All right. I had to hire a sphinx to throw out riddles that required big city liberal learning to solve. I did everything I could. No expense was spared to protect them MREs. All right, but listen, enough about... <laughs> Wouldn't it be great? Would it be great if the Sphinx's riddle for Alex Jones, like uh, like Alex Jones went to the Sphinx, he's like, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you secrets. I got to get past you. Give me your riddle, boy. And the Sphinx's riddle is just like, hey, can you try not to be a piece of human garbage for five minutes? And Alex Jones like looks at him quizzically and goes... All right, you got me, motherfucker, and walks away. Like, he's just like, that would be the ultimate unpassable test for Alex Jones. Damn it, how am I supposed to pass these little... Nobody knows the answer to these questions. Uh, another time, uh, I woke my son up, and he's like four years old, and I got in his shoulders. It must have been a tremendous struggle on his legs. And I put a trench coat over myself, and now I was like 24 inches taller. The, the Sphinx never would know. And then it started asking me questions I couldn't know, like, what's my son's middle name? How old is my son? <laughs> Which one of these kids is your son? <laughs> and it showed me a lot of pictures. How the hell am I supposed to know? He's under the trench coat picking me up. How am I supposed to know? <laughs> yeah, Alex really messed up the order of who is supposed to hold who on that particular shenanigan. <laughs> it wouldn't have looked so good because it had a baby face. All right. <laughs> yes, but it's a face unlike yours, who has been 86th from this, so you want a different face. Yeah, but I was wearing a crazy mustache. I never could have seen that. <laughs> I was, I was, and I was talking with the French accent. I was like, hey, lay liberal, let me through, you <laughs> you lay sheep. Uh, anyway, listen, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, Bobby. I'm, I'm upset now, because uh, I, know, I know for a fact that if you weren't working with the deep state, you could not have coordinated my fall only so that you could rise from my ashes and steal who I assume are my Patreons. So I went digging in your thing, and I understand you got two new Patreons. And I have to assume that these are people who That's supported right. InfoWars before that. Now they're just now they're just chasing the hot girl at the prom, which is Robert Timothy and Damien Mercado. I would make fun of you for that assumption, which I would consider bad, except for the fact that I've actually heard from one of our Patreons, as you know, who probably did listen to a lot of Alex Jones. Listen, I mean, probably just to help them in the bedroom. You know, like, like a little, nothing, nothing makes a couple uh, produce a child and get in the mood like throwing on info wars in the back. I'm telling you that right now. Yeah, for some reason, Alex Jones, despite being, I think he's only in his like 40s or 50s, like has the voice of a Texas version of Walter Brimley. Like he, he's got a voice of a man eight decades older than him. And I also have diabetes. All right. What's the, we're sitting here comparing resumes. Alex Jones strikes me as the type of guy who gets diagnosed by uh, with diabetes and then just like in front of the doctor eats a Snickers to prove a point about freedom. <laughs> I had the veins removed from the Snickers, so it looked less. So I felt less sexually threatened. So you know, the Snickers have them, 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 uh, them penis-like veins on them. <laughs> well, first I go down and I lick all the veins off. I lick the chocolate till it's smooth, and I do it like sensuously. Like I'll put all the chocolate in my mouth and then remove it slowly <laughs> in front of the doctor, just so he knows that I'm a straight man eating straight, non-penis vein Snickers. At some point, he's got to give me an insulin injection because I'm passed out on the floor, but it's worth it.
<laughs> I don't know what this insulin magic does, but I can eat whatever I want with it. <laughs> it turns out that uh, incredibly high blood sugar when you have diabetes is a lot like chili because you will not remember your afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> damn right, damn right. Now, if I, I can't couldn't read before this, but now I can't write. And not because of I'm lig- I'm illiterate. It's because uh, ever since the doc told me about the diabetes, I can't uh, feel the tips of my fingers and everything. It makes writing real hard. Must be them liberals. Anyway, listen, Bobby, I'm going to be honest with you. So I'm, so I'm hijacking your podcast, and I'm going to give a little pitch. I'm going to try to win back some of these people. So this first one goes out to Christian, all right? Christian, I'll tell you what. You come back, Christian, and I'm willing to do this right now. I will let you and all of your friends kick me in the groin until you've had your fill. I just need money, man. I'm, 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 I'm bleeding money. I need you coming back. Even at, at the $2 level, I will let you smother my nether regions in honey, and I will sit on a fire ant nest until you think it's necessary for me to get up. I like these Patreon goals. I, to be honest, I, I would actually suggest all of our Patreon switch over to Alex Jones at this point. <laughs> Uh, jokes on you, Mr. Timothy, as we both know as canonically, as been established canonically on your podcast. I am a Looney Tunes-esque immortal. I was cursed to never experience death because of the things I've done. And Aaron, Don- Aaron O'Donnell, I understand that you had so much uh, money that you're going to throw down at Science Facts. You're going to let what we had go. You're going to let what me and InfoWars had go. You're going to let what the mainstream media tell you. You know what? Tell you what. I will find a Tesla. Me and uh, Elon Musk has let me uh, has loaned me one of his Teslas. All right, and I will let you hook me up to that lithium-ion battery, one cable to each side of my scrotum, whatever is left of it over the years of me using my body in a Steve O-like fashion to get out of debt. I will let you do a Cannonball Run-esque tour across the United States with myself screaming as you're giving me electrogenital torture all the way across the country, and that's at the fifteen-dollar level. And I also have a I Shocked Alex Jones' Testicles t-shirt I'd like to give you as well. Alex, I do love that idea. I must say, though, uh, as you mentioned, you know, you're, you're somewhat of an immortal figure. And I can't help thinking of, like, you uh-huh. as the least seductive Victorian vampire, right? Like Alex Jones, <laughs> exactly as he is, bursting out of a wife beater that has chili stains on it, just looking confused in in Victorian England, looking around like he's trying to get the Tom Cruise Brad Pitt vibe uh, of like being the experienced vampire, but it's just like it's a lot of like blood chili recipes and uh, and, <laughs> and that. And constantly trying to excuse his flatulence as a symptom of being a vampire. It's like, no, no, there's a lot of vampires here, uh, Alex. You're the only one. Listen, it happens, it happens when I eat human food. My, my, my vampire immortal stomach cannot take it. And that's why it has given me IBS. This is the vampire bar from dusk till dawn. And nobody else has this problem, Alex. I think this is just a you thing. Yeah, I don't, I'm telling you what, uh, uh, I, don't, I don't like how sexy a lot of these vampires look. And they, uh, <laughs> damn it. Uh, I, I, let me tell you what I'm against. I'm against uh, uh, the, this uh, Twilight stuff too. Vampires are not sexy. Vampires have uh, sweat stains all over themselves. Vampires constantly rant about how great Texas is. Uh, a vampire <laughs> feast upon a bowl of chili that they've seduced every night. That's well. That's what real vampires do. Oh dear. Let's move right on to science articles. From molecules to particles, this is Science Articles. Damn it, Edward's making me lose the connection. Uh, oh, damn it. Edward, stop flooring that Tesla. Listen, I know what I said. Ah! Ah! 
Well, Christian and Aaron, I, uh, I hope you liked that shout out. And if you guys want your own shout out, possibly from a deranged uh, Alex Jones, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen at that point? Uh, go ahead and check us out at Robert Timothy on Patreon. I would like to talk to Alex Jones because I, whenever he comes mm. in, he, boot, he kicks my signal off and not yours. That's true. And that's bullshit. I would sell this to Alex Jones in 10 seconds. Alex, deal with me, not with Bobby. Article number one. The universe will stop expanding soon. Bobby, the first 15 minutes of this podcast was dedicated to Alex Jones. Listen, let me handle the programming at the at the podcast, Bobby. I can get Alex Jones up here for 30 minutes if we wanted. Will he talk a lot about will a lot about dark energy? Is that, is that what he's going to get into? <laughs> dark energy. Listen, I, 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 I dark energy is that the PC word to call it now? PC yeah. police. Dark energy is what Alex Jones calls it when a black person gets elected to office. <laughs> Damn it, he was clearly consulting with Beelzebub. I thought me and Beelzebub had a deep. So just so you guys know, our show title this week, What the Fuck Science, is because I am covering two science articles that have incredibly misleading information. Basically, they are looking at things that are out there in po the popular news media that are presented as real science and almost certainly are not. So the first story is about the universe stopping expanding. So this is actually a super interesting article. Let's review what we currently know about the universe and this expansion. So... What we think is that 13.7 billion years ago, the universe was a singularity, meaning everything that we know of in the universe was contained within a single infinitesimal small point of space. And for one reason or another, that started expanding in what we call the Big Bang very, very, very quickly. And that created the universe that we currently know. Now, we knew that for a long time, but we what we didn't discover until the 90s was that, ex, was that expansion is actually accelerating. So if you imagine an explosion, an explosion loses speed as it goes on. The, mo the fastest part of an explosion is right there at the beginning as it's blowing up because it's got the most energy. And then as it's pushing further and further away, it's losing energy as it moves. Well, the opposite seems to be true with the Big Bang. It's actually accelerating as time goes on. And we had no explanation for this. This is one of the last, like, huge, oh, my God, we didn't realize this existed in science. And it happened in the late 90s where we're like, holy fuck, how is this going faster? That doesn't even make sense. And it still doesn't make sense. And so we just come up with a name for it to describe whatever it is that is making the universe expanded that way. And we call it dark energy. But I want to be clear here because a little different than dark matter, even though they kind of sound like they're the same thing. Literally, we have no fucking idea what dark energy is. It's not like we go, oh, hey, that thing over there, that's dark energy. Look, let's go study it. It's literally just a name that we give to whatever property of the universe is making it expand at an increasing rate, which is otherwise illogical. So it's like uh, the, the universe, This before this explosion was covered, uh, was, has like a couple motes of gasoline and an explosion hits that. Mm. Uh, these, these dark energy act as a uh, intergalactic gasoline to throw yeah, more fuel in this fire. That's almost certainly what's going on, too. So what Thank do we cur- Wow. You know what? Let's stop the podcast. Um, Bobby complimented me, and I think this is a good note to head out on. So this article actually postulates about that expansion, that that expansion will be slowing down in the near future, coming to a near stop at about 65 million years, and then beginning to go backwards and shrinking down by about 100 million years from now. But how is that possible? Isn't the acceleration speeding up? Isn't that the whole idea of dark energy? Wasn't that the big discovery we made in the 90s? How is it possible that this could be slowing down and eventually stop and go the other way? Well, this comes from a claim about the nature of dark energy. Once again, 
it's not that outlandish of a claim because we don't actually know what the fuck dark energy actually is. So saying it is this other thing that does this weird stuff is almost just as good as saying it's this constant. I mean, I guess we don't have any energy. We don't have any evidence for it not being constant, but we, we know so little about it that it, it, it almost makes sense. But the claim is that dark energy is not a constant force. Right now, if you look at the equations the way we do physics, we imagine dark energy as this constant force throughout the universe that is causing this expansion. What this article postulates, and, and others have too, is that it's at, that what we call dark energy is actually something called quintessence. And it's basically a fluctuating value. And that as time goes on, it will get less and less until that dark energy value is essentially overcome by the gravity of the universe, meaning the gravity of everything in it is pulling stuff together faster than things are being pushed away by dark energy, and then things stop expanding and eventually crunch back down. They give their time frames based on, you know, like again, 65 million years for the universe to stop. It's, it's very fast expansion and about 100 million for it to come back down. I would like to point out, by the way, soon in this term in these relative terms that is soon i mean universe is 13.7 billion years old so 100 million years is soon but it is like mm, a thousand times the entire length of our species history so like soon kind of the biggest downside from what you're saying is this as the universe keeps expanding and 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 especially on the time scale before it returns back to what we would call normal all it's doing is stealing the Star Trek intergalactic future from us because as these stars go further apart and as you know we will no longer be able to visit uh, new worlds and seduce new species as they become further from us and our propulsion means can't keep up well and Shatner's getting old Listen, I, you know, Picard can still seduce. <laughs> yeah, man, he was, long before it was cool, Picard was banging with a bald head. You got to respect that. And I like that he was the thinking man's captain, you know, like he, mm -hmm. uh, he, he was attracting women. Uh, he was a sexual figure in the Federation and he didn't have to go punching aliens to do it. He did it with his mind no. and dick. And, and do you know what his dream was? was banging Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> sister act. That's sister who... <laughs> No, his dream was to be an archaeologist. That's right. That's right. He did have a shitty dream before he got a good one. <laughs> no, he still said he still wished he could have been an archaeologist. You know, he yeah, just felt I, his I, calling I mean, as a starship captain. I, 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 it's an extremely stressful position. You know, you're constantly being threatened by aliens. Yeah, I'd love to have some jack off job like being an archaeologist. Clearly, you have no idea about my job, nor my communications with Gorlack. <laughs> Sorry, Bobby, we know you're on this dig in the desert, but we need you to interpret uh, a Kalos artifact in order to prevent war in the galaxy. Oh, no, see, I like it more like I'm just at work and I get a call and it's like a garbled thing and there's a universal translator that's like, hey, fuck you, and then it hangs up. And I'm like, ah, Gorlack again. <laughs> Q shows up with like a mariachi band like, this is cool. I don't understand why Picard had it, had it gets Q. <laughs> Certainly didn't party with him enough. That's right. So yeah, so unlike that cosmological constant where we imagine dark energy to be the same thing, quintessence can be repulsive or attractive. And so they're imagining that through some measurements they have taken that at some point this uh, quintessence will become repulsive and then eventually that will mean the, the universe will stop expanding and actually start contracting in on itself. And this all just comes from models that they have produced of, you know, mapping different elements of dark energy over this, this time. But let's be honest. So first of all, we have this tiny, tiny window. This was something we didn't even discover until the late 90s, much less have a great detailed things to be able to observe it. And so like, we are talking about 
such a small, paltry amount of data. I don't know what crazy diagram they have showing that that would allow them to predict the collapse of the universe in 100 million years, but it seems incredibly far-fetched. I double-checked with some friends of mine, some physics friends of mine. I was just like, hey, this seems really fishy and silly to me, and they all looked at it and went, yep, me too, but it got the headlines and it got your attention, so what the fuck, science? It sounded silly to me because I, I read the the highlight to the article, and in my mind, it's bullshit because... Anytime we're we're discussing dark energy, dark, we know nothing about it. Any calculation yeah. we change since we've been running this show, we've like we've revised, we've talked. This su- subject has come up, and it's it's never yeah. it's like a new date for you know this extragalactic event. All right, article number two, hidden homo. <laughs> I, you say this as I'm literally recording in a closet, and I have made countless jokes <laughs> about me sucking dick on this podcast. Jokes. So a book came out this week proposing the idea that the hobbit, Homo floresiensis, is still alive. Now, Bobby, are you saying that we take the podcast on the road? This is our discovery as much as it is Mr. Floresiensis, who's actually just the island. (laughs) Yeah, it is. (laughs) So Homo floresiensis was discovered in 2003, published in 2006. Uh, I remember because I was actually in a very famous paleoanthropologist class in undergrad at the time and I was so excited to like hear his, his opinion. I had to actually drive like 40 miles to buy this issue of Scientific American because it was sold out. But it was a huge deal. It was one of the... How did you ever find a vagina? Oh my God. <laughs> I look for them in books. <laughs> I, I'm questioning everything. Your wife's a robot or some agent sent from the future. There's, there's no way this stacks up now. She's a lovely lady. I don't get it. So the the hobbit, Homo floresiensis, was this short-statured hominid species, fully upright, but only like three and a half feet tall. Looks nothing like us or, you know, our close relatives. It looks like it's really, really far separated us. Like maybe it's a descendant of Danny DeVito. Early Homo or... <laughs> yeah, kind of, or really early <laughs> Homo erectus in the area, because it, it certainly doesn't look like us, and we still don't know exactly where it came from. Again, super short, living on the island of Flores, kind of got isolated when sea levels came up and lived there for some time until about 60-some-odd thousand years ago, and that's kind of coincides when modern humans are coming through. We might have made them go extinct. We're not 100% sure, uh, but they go away after that. Now, I should note that when we first discovered the species, they, we thought they might be alive up to about 14,000 years ago. That was due to a mistake in the geology of the area they were looking at. And once they adjusted that, they they pushed that date back to 60,000 years ago. This particular anthropologist, who is now retired, is named Gregory Forth. And he he has done work on Flores since the mid-1980s. And he said, especially on a part of the island called Lyo, there's a lot of tales of small, hairy creatures that walk like a man. And he says he talks to people who have seen their bodies and buried them and blah, 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 blah. Okay, so here's the thing. While we might think of places like Indonesia as like this far off, mysterious, empty place, the fact of the matter is that island, which is, you know, not huge, has two million plus people on it, as a lot of Southeast Asia is. It is heavily impacted with people. And that means that the idea that a fucking, maybe not megafaunal, it's probably not over 200 pounds, but like an upright walking ape that's four feet tall has been running around, not captured, not seen, their bones didn't get caught, nobody hunted them, nobody ate them, nothing happened, nobody found one of them for, you know, 60,000 years and it's just not realistic it's like the bigfoot thing it's like jane goodall the bigfoot how have nobody found it bigfoot is. dump it well it is now there is as he, he actually brings up bigfoot and he points out like it's not quite bigfoot because 
there actually was this creature on this island at some point, as opposed to a giant upright walking ape in North America, which there never was. And no, so, like, no, the Bigfoot died out in the seventies. I think that's that's the discrepancy. That's right. People think he's still there. Bigfoot and carbureted motors, you know. <laughs> Japanese auto parts killed Bigfoot. Ooh, now that I'm thinking about it, coincidence? <laughs> Mitsubishi, you bastards. But the idea would just, it would be very, very difficult to square that circle because even if you have a bunch of people telling stories, guess what? His like point is, look, there's people telling these stories about something that looks like that them. And it's like, yeah, but people have told stories forever and people have a bunch of bullshit stories. And whether it's the Loch Ness Monster or Hairy Man running around in the forest, all of these are part of common mythological themes. There's no reason to think that they are necessarily real. Now, I grant you that if you find there was a hominid species that looked like this a long time ago on that exact island, you should at least look into it. But what people don't realize, they kind of think that the forest is some mystery and you go in there and there's just mysterious creatures and everything. That is just not the case. First of all, even in far off places like that, half the forests are covered in trail cameras because of researchers who go out and look for these type of interesting biological creatures. And we would see them. We would see the, the Floresiensis. We would see the Bigfoot. By the way, we would also find their bones. There would be 100,000 years of bones accumulating that we would come up with. And granted, it's a tropical environment. Things don't always preserve. Well, we would find their stone tools. We'd find their fucking teeth. We would run into them on hunting parties. And then instead of people saying, hey, I saw this weird thing, you'd have their fur or a scalp or something. Like this idea that something can coexist with humans for tens of thousands of years and yet leave no trace and have no actual physical evidence just is not realistic. And we know that because we see what happens when we find quote unquote undiscovered species. The only time we find undiscovered species nowadays is either A, in the ocean, or B, they're incredibly small, or C, it is something we thought was one species and we go, oh, actually, we're dividing it down the middle. It's two species, but we always knew that thing existed. That's that's in the military. We had uh, uh, people who were like former snipers, and, ever, and as they got older, they're like, yeah. But when I was in Iraq, uh, it didn't matter. This was like a war torn city at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, it didn't. We we'd find a spot that we thought was was perfect, and always within like ten hours, some civilian would stumble upon us. We'd have to move and everything. Mm. And he said, nope. As far as I know, nobody's made it longer than twenty four hours without having to relocate because a civilian found them. And I think that's something that like Bigfoot and like Homo floresiensis people, uh, conspiracy theorists, as you were, right, uh, don't realize is that. We are a very curious species. Try to hide something. Try to hide a bag of porn in the woods. A, a teenagers will find it every time. Every time. <laughs> yeah, so you're like the Pied Piper. You're only instead yeah. of a, a flute, you're just you're just tossing porn behind you yeah. as you walk. <laughs> Johnny Pornseed was unfortunately arrested by the U.S. Marshals in the 1970s, and his glorious work stopped then. Uh, thank you audience for coming back for Science Faction 610 where you learned all about how the universe will supposedly stop expanding soon and how Homo floresiensis probably didn't stay alive until modern times thank you so much for joining us and come on back next week for Science Faction 611 yeah I'm Johnny Pornseed been in the joint for 30 years they caught me smoking cigarettes outside of a girl's bathroom at a middle school just putting out the vibe if you know what I mean <laughs> Damn it, I dropped some more porn. You've been listening to Science Fiction. Wait, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs>